What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Talking's Podcast. I am your host, Joey. And I'm your host, Bobby. And today, today, we have a special guest for round two. Part two. Mr. Zoe, a.k.a. Zobatron, a.k.a. Ghetto Slider, a.k.a. Master of whatever you want to say. <laughs> shapes. Master shapes. of shapes. Why call it sacred geometry? Just be like, them god shapes. Them god shapes. What's up, Zoe? What's up, my brother? Thank you for having me. Yes, thanks for coming back. Today, we're doing it a little different. If Zoe sounds kind of like... Uh, Robotronic. Zobatronic. Zobatronic. <laughs> <laughs> it's because we're doing it on Zoom. He's actually in Washington right now doing this from uh, from his uh, stories opening. What's your store yep. called? The Blissful Center. The Blissful Center. What do you do there? Uh, we've got crystals here. We've got necklaces. My son's decals. The Lucid Earth bottles. The Sacred Geometry glass and steel bottles. And, I mean, we got some pretty crazy stuff in here. We got, like, a $5,000 pair of... Uh, amethyst wings back here oh my god yeah uh let me give you a little you could if you're on audio you're not going to see any of this but like oh we can see god like that that this piece right here Uh this is like a 700 hundred dollar amethyst wow that guy look at this this guy's a beast right here (gasps) that's huge oh that's 15 yeah look at it look at it it's like that's tasha she owns the shop (laughs) so i'm the consultant here Needs. So I'll also be teaching my classes here and launching um, some of my courses. So nice. yeah, I'm, t- I'm offering apprenticeships. I'm going to be taking on um, three apprentices over the next six months. That's badass. Yeah. Congratulations, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So if you need uh, stones or crystals, hit Zoe up. Good. Yeah. And the theblisswellcenter.com. The we'll bliss- also have it online. Okay. Theblisswellcenter.com. Perfect. And they can order it and you'll ship it to them. Hells yeah. Hells yeah. Right on. Last time we talked, uh, I think we were ending with, you were talking about your dad and how he, you didn't talk to him for a while until he was pretty much dying, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. he was on his deathbed. And I didn't know that he was a week away like the last thing that i had ever said to him was was hey dad like i know we've never agreed on religion ever but you know what if and and mind you he was raised christian i said well what if i just walked the earth and tried to help people without expecting anything in return you know right i was like isn't that what jesus did and he's like yeah and i was like so even if I don't go to church and listen to all the rules and stuff, like if I could just go around helping people, would you like, would I have your blessing? He's like, yeah. Wow. Like, cool. And that was like the closest thing we ever had to a truth. And that was the last thing I said to him before he passed away. And he wow. Said to me, That's crazy. Yeah. And here we are. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah, that was crazy back in 2013. And so that, that put me about three years, no, that put me about two years into like my path of like actually dedicating my life to speaking and, you know, the healing arts and all that stuff. So right. It's pretty monumental. That's awesome. That, yeah, 
that is pretty monumental. That's crazy. Um, awesome. And then you are really into sacred geometry. You were talking about the Meta- Metatron? Yes. Metatron cube. Metatron's cube. So give us a little more detail about that. Like you, you had a vision, right? Or you were like sleepwalking or you, you just weren't sure. You got up to go to the bathroom and all of a sudden this giant cube pops up in your room hovering above your head and it's shooting visions uh, like through your mind, right? Downloading. It's just downloading information like straight into like my body. Right. And I'm not hearing, I don't hear a voice or or get any sort of like, there's no like human consciousness there, but there's like, it just felt like this collective of information and it was just available. It was like just making things available to me. That's so crazy. <laughs> Tell me about it. You know how many friends I lost? Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, lots. Wow. Just because they thought you were crazy or like... Yeah, it was like I'd gone off the deep end. Yeah. And like on top of that, so there's like an artist's depiction that's like one. Okay. That's 13 the... circles known as the fruit of life connected by all the epicenters and all the lines, the straight lines are actually what make up the Metatron's cube. The circles, the fruit of life is borrowed from the, the flower of life pattern. Okay. So if you take those 13 circles out and connect them just like you took a ruler and a pencil you just drew a line from all the the uh, centers. Mm-hmm. It automatically makes a cube. Like you could map a three D cube out of it. That's crazy. Whoa. Yeah, and then you could extract all of the five platonic solids from it, which are the hexahedron or the cube, the dodecahedron, the tetrahedron, the octahedron, and the icosahedron. Whoa. Those now the elemental table. You know the the table of elements. Right. Um, or periodic table of elements. If you were to look at every single one of those elements under a microscope, you'll see that all of their molecules are arranged in one of those platonic solids or another. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Do- I think it's his name is uh, Robert Moon. You can look it up. Dr. Robert Moon proved it like back in the 80s. Wow. Yeah, so that means our entire everything we know, like material, uh-huh. everything we know is geometric. That's, so that's why I call them God shapes. God shapes. They're just God's Legos. The God's like, yeah, let's build a universe. Interesting. That yeah, and then if you think what else, so everything is light and matter, or everything is energy and matter, mm-hmm. light and sound, you know, are are and are are non-material. Right. And they and wave and, and they operate in waves. Right, and so if you think about it, everything material is vibrating back and forth, and mm-hmm. it's not actually. People don't know this, but a lot of people don't. But atomic motion isn't just like oscillating left to right. There's actually six different molecular motions. Like okay. sometimes they wag, or they go like this, or this. There's all different ways, but basically they're all oscillating all the time, mm-hmm. like in a frequency you can measure. That's why you can use a quartz crystal to run a watch. Wow. Yeah, because it's a frequency that does not change. That's why you can use it to run a watch. That's how, that's what a quartz watch is. Mm-hmm. It runs off a crystal. That's so. So everything in the universe is geometric 
or patternistic, including light, matter, and sound. That's mind blowing. <laughs> that's that's a lot to wrap your mind around. It is. It is, and that's been like the like really. It's been it opened up a huge gateway for me. Right. You know, um, because like as a kid, way before I ever got into you know healing and stuff, I was like every other kid. I wanted to grow up to be the hero, fireman, policeman, soldier, whatever. I didn't think I was going to grow up to be a full time hippie. <laughs> No, that wasn't on the like who wants to be the medic like that's the worst <laughs> that's true he's not cool he doesn't get all the girls no no so he's... like before all this like i always saw things in patterns my whole life and so sacred geometry kind of gave me you know in a way it kind of gave me like a home for like my crazy thoughts to sort of reside and make sense and mm-hmm. because because what's really weird it's like it's not really that hard to wrap your mind around the idea that like light and sound operate in waves and patterns, right? Right. It's like, well, how else would they operate, right? Mm-hmm. Here's where things get really weird, and I think this is why the Metatron's cube presented itself to me in, and presented the information to me that it did, and it's that I see things in patterns, whether I like to or not. Like when I was four, I could see the patterns of my parents' behavior. Weird. And I could, yeah, and I could see when they would fight with each other. Uh-huh. I could see like the colors around them change. Interesting. Yeah, depending on what mood they were in. Kind of like aura, like an aura. Yeah, yeah, basically. Hmm. Yeah. So I could pick up on their frequencies, and I could see yeah, at a very young age. I could see like when this happened, I'm like, that's gonna happen. When this happened, that's gonna happen, and so on. And my brain has always been like that. So. So sacred geometry kind of gave my, that mind, that mechanism that's kind of spinning in the back of my head all the time. Right. A place to sort of play and like a laboratory and things to make sense, which is why all of the courses that I teach, I use a sacred geometric symbol to represent my lesson. And I can literally tell you how my philosophy works and I could draw lines from this to that and show you like on a graph how how this works and how we fit into it. And if you do this and this, then this happens. Jeez. Yeah. It's, it's, and it's important because a lot of things I talk about are very like complex or big or abstract. And I'm sure you have some like favorite speakers. Like who is your, who's like one of your favorite presenters that you can think of like in the self-development or I would say, some, you know, guru. Uh, Real, I'm really big into Bob Proctor right now. Yeah. Uh, who's that Gary guy? Like that entrepreneur guy? Do you know what I'm talking about? Gary V. Oh, yes. Bingo. Yeah, yeah Vaynerchuk. Yeah, they're... So, so imagine if every time they got up on stage, they could literally map out, like somebody was standing behind them and like creating a diagram of what they were saying mm-hmm. while they were saying it. And I'd... they could like... And then, then, then they could give it to you, and you could take it home, and you could either read it or see it or interact with it. And be like, oh, here's like my journal. I'm going to use. This is what I'm supposed to do. Boom, boom, boom. You could follow it. Like, how great would that be? That would be amazing. Like a map. The pro- like a map. Because what's the problem when you get when somebody's teaching you something? Like, what is the problem when somebody's teaching you a lot of great and profound things all in one day in a short period of time? You forget it. 
You mean you, you don't retain all of it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> exactly. Exactly. So that's exactly why I, not everybody is a visual thinker, mm-hmm. learner, and they can't always envision what they're, somebody's trying to tell them. So like for those people, it's really nice to be able to take out something and like email to them and be like, here's your lesson we literally just talked about, print it out. And now you can see the visual representation of what I was talking about. And this is going to be a reminder. Dang. Yeah. Wow. What, right? So where did, how did sacred geometry come to be? Like what's the history behind it? Do you know? So you kind of have to approach it from two different ways. Okay. Two different positions. So, so sacred geometry from the universal truth it was literally born at the moment of the creation of the universe. Right. You know, so, you know, they say it's really cheesy to start off any presentation with in the beginning of time. Yeah. Right. They say, don't ever do that. Uh huh. Sacred geometry is one of the few things you could open with and it would actually make sense. Totally. Right. Because from the moment that you, whether you believe in the Genesis or the big bang or what I believe is that whoever created the big bang, what it was a moment of Genesis, you know, like, People say, well, it's either God or science. I'm like, well, what if God invented science, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so like at the moment of creation, literally everything is going outwards into like waves and, and frequencies. Damn. Okay. That right? makes sense. It gets, it gets better. What's interesting too, and, and uh, Alan Watts brings that, this up, is we think, oh, the Big Bang happened 14 billion years ago, mm-hmm. right? And it's like everything's everything has cooled off and formed since then. But what's really interesting is like, we're still part of it. It's just, we're just 14 billion years away, light years away from the point of origin, but we're still in it. Yeah. 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 We're still just zipping through space as some like product of this, you know, moment of creation. Right. But our mind separates them as two different events. Like, no, we're still in it. That's crazy. So at that, it's messed up. It's crazy. So, so, so you got to think, you know, a couple of things that we do as humans, we, we classify things as peace or chaos, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, well, that's a very chaotic event, right? The, the explosion of creation. Oh, totally. It, and yet, what did we get from it? We got stars and gravity and magnetism and, you know, sacred geometry inside of our elements and light and sound that are all operating inside of patterns Hmm. so even the most chaotic event that we could ever possibly even conceive of exploded into order okay (laughs) (laughs) learning so much (laughs) you see why i teach this yeah it's It's like it's like taking people on a mushroom trip without having to give them any (laughs) right uh, how long? Well, okay. Would you consider so, your... so, so to so to finish your question? Hold that cool. one because I would okay. want to answer. So to finish answering your question, that's part one. That's when sacred geometry was actually created. Now, we didn't perceive geometry until you know the Greeks came around. Okay. Right. So like geometry is not something we invented. It's something we noticed, discovered, discovered. Thank you. Exactly. Like we didn't discover 
you know, from the, or we didn't create America, you know, it was discovered. Right. Or whatever. Yeah. So, so it was basically like geometry in the most fundamental way is, is like we, all we're doing is taking measurements of things. And in fact, geo and metry, geo means earth and metry means measurement. Okay. Earth measurement. Now the sacred part, you think like some mystic or sage or some new age hippie would have put the sacred label on it, right? Mm-hmm. Right, but that's not right. That's that's incorrect. Science, scientists are the ones who labeled it sacred geometry. Really? Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. Yeah, it's just the hippies got a hold of it. Hell like, yeah. Oh, it's sacred. <laughs> the reason why is because they were like, oh, it's sacred geometry, meaning it, it just meant it's the lowest common denominator. It's like, oh, this pattern that we're seeing, oh, it's in everything. Wow. Hmm. You know, hexagons. Just look at hexagons. I mean, right. look at beehives. Yeah. Right? Good point, you know, yeah. Um, look at the spiral, like the Fibonacci sequence, the Fibonacci spiral, like it shows up in flowers and cactus and you know seashells and stuff like that so those are very obvious sort of uh, examples like you can just see them walking down the street you right know? but the other examples of, of, of sacred geometry you have to look at through a telescope or a microscope right so, so to answer your question sacred geometry now here's the other here's another cool aspect to it though some there's a guy named ramon who i love and, do, and cherish so much he 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 it works at the water wellness, the water and wellness um, uh, center down on like 39th and 7th East, bound by Fat Cats. Okay. He he has a really different way of looking thing at, at things, and he told me he's like sacred means unchanged, hmm. unchanged. So so in some you know in some contexts, yeah, sacred could mean oh that's a that's a temple or sacred ground. You don't right. go there, you don't touch it. That's one definition, but the, the the definition of unchanged to me is like, you know what? Like, this is the way light and sound operated before man got here, and this is the way it's going to operate after we're gone. Yeah, it will remain unchanged. That makes sense. Right? The, the atoms themselves are not ever changed of the elements, but when you take this element and that element, we'll use some crystals. So, like, you know, here's let's say this is oxygen and this is iron and they're perfect. Right. You know, apart. And then you put them together, they're still oxygen and iron, but now it's rust. Okay. Right. So now it's changed. Yeah. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? So they kind of so, like do a fusion. Yeah. The, the fundament, the fundamentals of nature will be the same, whether we have an opinion about it or not. That makes and sense. So that, that, that's kind of the thing I love about sacred geometry is it, it's like, it speaks about a universal truth that you can't really find anywhere else in the, in the universe. Right. That's super interesting. Does it, can it measure time? I mean, like, that's a kind of a weird question, I guess. Don't get me started on time, bro. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, it can. Interesting. That's a short answer. Yes. You can measure your time with it. Uh-huh. All right. That's crazy. Um, what here, here, here? I'll give you this one thing though. Okay. So we only measure time in length. Right. Okay. That's why we call it linear time. Yeah. 
so how do we how do you measure the 3d space right how do you measure space like length width height okay okay so why do we only measure time using one dimension using length yeah. right what if it has a height and a width we just can't perceive it yet would that be considered like other dimensions or like parallel realities like i don't know there's philosophy if that you were to, if you were to connect the two if you were to take 3d time right because they they say they say 3d space plus time is four dimensions mm-hmm. right so you have length width height and then you have time which they only measure in one but if length if if time also had a length and a width then it'd be six dimensions right okay and then and then you're a center you're a being experiencing those things which would make you a seventh dimensional being. That makes sense. Which is what I think the medicine space is when you go into when you go into a medicine journey. Oh yeah. I think it. I think we're shifting from a four dimensional to a seventh dimensional version of ourselves, and that's why reality is so crazy there. Whoa. It's crazy. Well, he's talking about. I'm, go ahead. I just thought it would have to be step by step. Does it not? What do you mean? I don't know. You guys are blowing my mind right now. <laughs> <laughs> he's, well, he's talking about when you do like ayahuasca or, you know, mushrooms or whatever. When you go into that realm or dimension. Yeah, realm. realm. Okay. Yeah. You're going into a different dimension, right? That's essentially what you're saying. Okay. And that's why it's so crazy. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Is that what you're... Just, your thought processes. I don't know what the seventh dimension is. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I mean... Explain, he wants to know... It, it, it's hard to explain the one we're in. The dimension we're in? Yeah. I mean, the, the, the dimension we live in is tough, let alone when you get... Those, to me... Now, there's going to be some guys on out there in the world that will say they know what it looks like, feels like, smells like, acts like, tastes like, but they don't. Right. And then there's going to be other people who actually have been there and experienced it, but they're going to come back and there's no words for it. Okay. That's the best explanation I can give you. It's like, it's literally, so there's literally mm-hmm. going to be some things you can experience and you can never explain. It's between you and the universe. And that's it. You know? wow. That's intriguing. <sighs> Would you say that dreaming is kind of along the same lines as that? Like when you dream? I'd say so. For me, it is. Interesting. Because I, I feel like my brain has been overproducing DMT since I was five. <laughs> you know? Right. <laughs> like, I'm hyper-creative. Totally. Like, I'm never not working on ten things at once, or ten projects. Totally. Like, and, and when I'm dreaming, like, I have a journal of dreams, and when I tell them to people, they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> You know, and most of the craziest ones I had were in my, you know, 12 years of sobriety. And I've literally downloaded, like, books. Like, there's, there, it's pure information. That's the best way to explain it. It's just a realm where there's pure information. Right. But here, information is sort of like in pockets, and you got to, like, go look for it and sift through it and be like, oh, well, this is bullshit. This is real. And this is half and half. Like, when you go to that realm, everything around you is information, and it's all pure information so crazy but it's information that's it's kind of in a riddle though right like 
you kind of have to decipher and depict depict it yourself essentially yeah well the the trick is the the act of perceiving thing anything is the filter right like we're the problem the information isn't the problem we are okay it's us that are constantly trying to rationalize and classify it and put it to species violent family wow and that's what messes it up if you can surrender to that realm and you just let go of all that bullshit then you can have a, a, a more intimate and more meaningful experience damn i didn't that's mm. a different way of looking at it <laughs> it's crazy well that's why people don't want to do it that's why people don't want to do medicine because they're not in control right that makes right? sense but, that, but, but that's where all the magic is that's where all everything you don't know about is in the unknown yeah Right, and so the next invention, your next job, your next, the next person you're going to fall in love with, you don't know who or when or when, what they are or where they're going to meet them. Mm-hmm. Right, but we constantly live in this little box where it's like, well, I'm going to stay safe, and all these gifts are just going to come to me on my doorstep. Right. It's like, no, you've got to go out into the wild, man. Yeah. Grow some balls and go out into the unknown <laughs> and traverse it, and maybe get hurt, or maybe, you know find gold high risk high reward baby high risk high reward exactly (laughs) wow interesting stuff i like it so going back a little bit you were asking me about time and that's how we got here right so yeah time time. measuring time because there's lots of different concepts about that and I won't get into it because I don't remember much of it. I just remember being mind blown listening to stuff like that. So I just wanted to get your take on it through sacred geometry, I guess. Um, yeah. That's dope. Yeah. Where where can one like study this stuff? Is there like a beginning, a beginner step to learn all this stuff? <laughs> this is like really, I don't know. I've never heard of this stuff till like two days ago, honestly. So. I hear you, man. Like, I, I grew up studying shamanism and just trying to get away from Christianity, you know? Yeah. And then got into, like, Buddhism, astrology, numerology and stuff. But so I lived in very much the, the abstract realm of spirituality my whole life. I didn't even know sacred geometry was a freaking subject. Yeah. And then 30 years old, go to sleep, wake up, sober as a, you know? Fish, virgin, virgin on Sunday. <laughs> so it's a virgin on Sunday. <laughs> and I'm talking to this thing, this like entity, this like I mean, it looks like a spaceship. You know what I'm saying? Like floating in my my bedroom. Girlfriend's right. laying next to me, and I'm just like absorbing this information. It's just like, look, everything's a pattern. Everything is in cycle, and everything is connected to something else. There's the most basic explanation of the entire universe right there yeah physical and non-physical there's nothing that's not running in some sort of cycle right whether you're talking atoms or you're talking the water you know the water um, cycle weather patterns the planet around the the sun there's nothing you the the you in your life thinking you're going from point a to point b in relationship a and relationship b and my job starts here and my job stops there and my life is this and then it ends it's like no we're literally just running in circles yeah it's crazy 
and then we're just traversing. So that's the that's the circle in the Metatron. Uh-huh. So here we are living life in these circles, and then one day we're just like, oh, like I just turned eighteen. I'm going to move out of my mom's house, and I'm going to go live with my buddies. And now you jump from this circle to this circle, and now you're living in a new one. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I just met this girl I love. Well, we're going to move into a house together. Now you jump into this one. Now you're running in that one, and they're all connected, which is the line. Right. And that's all life is, is a series of circles, an endless sea of cycles to choose from, one or the other. Interesting. Which is why the same problems keep showing up with different relationships. Right. So, like, we're not closing the loops. The, the circles represent a cycle, but also like a pattern, right? You get stuck in that same pattern or cycle until mm-hmm. you make a change or become aware to... The, the line to get to the next cycle or circle. Okay. See? Very good. Intriguing. See how shapes make like lessons so much easier to understand? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look at your body. Look at the human body. Okay. What is a joint? You mean it's like a circle? Yeah. Okay. And what's connecting me to my next joint? Line. Yeah. And what is this? It's a circle. Wow. And what's connecting me to my next one? A line. <laughs> I'm just watching. And what, your, and what is your spine? A line. A series of circles. Oh, in a circles, line. yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. And what are your cells? Circles. Exactly. And what do they go through? Lines. Veins. Yeah, veins. Lines. Yeah. Wow. Uh huh. So. And like. Go ahead. So it, that model. That model precedes everything that's why it's called sacred geometry that's insane (laughs) (laughs) so this is the stuff i think about while everybody's at work all day right so (laughs) you ever drive yourself mad like do you overthink things i've learned i've learned to, to 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 surrender to it okay and i've learned how to shut it off that's what kept me from going insane Right. You'd have to learn how to do that. You have to learn to, like, I had to, like, I had that big epiphany, and I was just vomiting it all over the internet. <laughs> and people were like, what are you talking about? Because at this point, like, I, this was 12 years ago. I wasn't as refined as I, as I am now. So right. I was just like, everything's connected. You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, and you're just standing out in your lawn in a hospital gown. Yeah. <laughs> We're calling the cops, Jimmy. We're calling the cops. Everything's connected. That's like, funny. Jen, Jen's like, I don't think I can let my son over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that's that's huge. And like, and so, like, I mean, you get. I mean, take take a second, right, to just tune into your body right now. Okay, take a breath. So. What we just talked about was pretty profound. Mm-hmm. So imagine you were just shown this in a 3D movie, and it was like downloaded into your bones. Like, how do you think you would react? That's what I'm saying. Like, I'd, I'd react in a hospital gown on my front lawn, <laughs> <laughs> holding a Nerf gun. Stay away from me, man! <laughs> <laughs> Tried to steal my shoes. <laughs> Damn. So, so I lost a lot of friends, I'm telling you. And then that makes sense. And then I got this. And then I was just like, I'm quitting my job, and I quit my job as a web designer. Mm-hmm. 
and my salary job and I was like I'm gonna become a teacher and I literally became a teacher like I literally just started teaching basically overnight yes uh, yeah because that was my next question is like okay you got this download whoa now what <laughs> you know what I mean so find people that are crazy enough to listen to me hell yeah here we are uh, uh, um that's crazy and this was in 2013 no this is back in uh 2010 oh 2010 what was the that's significance of 2013 ago. your dad my father that's yeah, right father, okay Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. That's crazy. This was, I believe, about October. Yeah, it was about middle of October, I think. And wow. It was like 2 in the morning. I woke up, had this epiphany. And then I was like, oh, like, I also know a bunch of other stuff. Like, I forgot. Like, oh, I've been studying shamanism for, like, 20 years. Right. I've been studying numerology, astrology, Buddhism, Taoism, the Four Agreements, like... I'm like, what if I'm qualified to teach people? Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. My first, my first thought was like, I'm not the one. Like, you've got the wrong guy. I've just, I've been sober for a year. I've messed up so much. I've destroyed so many relationships and hurt so many people, and I've failed. And I'm like, you need to go give this information to like Bill Gates. He has the, he has the money. <laughs> don't give and it the to power. Bill Gates. Just spread your message all <laughs> over the world. Like, you found the brokest like least uh, qualified guy for the job. And I was like, like, no thanks. Like that was kind of how that conversation went. Right. And, it, and then Metatron was like, no, we know you'll do it. Like you always bite off way more than you can chew and you have the courage to do it. And you've also been through hell and you're going to be able to connect to people on a heart to heart level because you've seen the shit you've been in it. Right. And you're going to be able to help people because you're just like an everyday person. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I guess in that context, you're right. I am qualified. Hmm. Like, I will be able to go to anybody and be like, oh, you know what pain is? Me too. Let's hug. Let's, Let's talk about it. <laughs> Let's work through this. Me and pain are old friends, right? Right. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. insane. It's really insane. So insane. you get this download in 2010. Um, you... Decide you're worthy of it. Now you're you're teaching it. How did Which, you? By the way, I struggle with to this day to teach it? it. Yeah, like teaching anything. I think. Why? Uh, I'm just super critical of myself. I think in the moment I'm always like, "This is going great," and then the next day I'm like, "Ah, you forgot to say this. You didn't say that." Oh yeah. Um, yeah, and I just like tear myself down. Get super high the day of, and the next day I'm like, "Oh, you idiot!" <laughs> <laughs> but I do it again anyway. That's the good news. Like yeah. Snowboarding, snowboarding taught me that no matter how afraid you are to jump off the cliff, like you do it, or else you're gonna be, you're gonna regret not doing it. Like right. you're gonna, you're not gonna learn anything if you just go home. Like just jump off the cliff, get it over with, and then and land it and, and go. Totally, totally. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, well, you I mean, should. you know, I mean, you're a b boy. Yeah, you try, you try like painful things and take risk. Yeah, but I know my limits. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're still walking. Exactly, I can walk. I can get up, and my body doesn't feel like it's been ran over by a truck all the time. Mm. Yeah, I mean, 
when I was younger, I would totally throw dumb shit. But anyways, we got this man. He's the one that's doing all the crazy shit now. I don't know. I'm going to have to stop here pretty soon. I'm getting old. <laughs> starting to feel everything. What are you, 25? 26? 28. You're not 28. I'll be 28. Yeah. <laughs> so what's um like uh what how do i explain this can you describe like what you do in your everyday life like what what do you do like right now currently i know you got like your business going you're pretty busy with that i'm sure but like what do you like to do for fun or whatever hmm. i <laughs> being a being a capricorn honestly work is my fun Okay. I think about my work when I'm not at work. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Gift and a curse. <laughs> it is, man, because I love it, you know? Like, I don't need, I don't, the only reason I need downtime is because I physically, my body can only go so long. Yeah. But I've been, if you ask anybody, anybody, I've been probably, I've been doing like 80 and 100 hour weeks for like 20 years. That's oh crazy. God. This is how I've been. Yeah. Tasha, I've known Tasha for 24 years. She's sitting right next to me. Yeah. I'm helping her open her shop. Right. And, you know, at the same time, I've, there's this guy who's got a pop firm out here, and I'm helping him pitch, like, a $6 million deal. And, you know, and the whole time I'm thinking, am I helping people? Like, how many people have I taught solar alchemy to in the last year? How many people have I done Reiki with? Like, yeah, yeah. You know, for me, like helping people, like service to others is like the only thing that fills my soul at this point. Right. I've already accomplished a bunch of stuff on the 3D level. Mm-hmm. And it never satisfies you. And if it does, it's for like a day or two. But like knowing you helped somebody and changed their life or, or kept them from killing themselves, like there's nothing that, that fulfills that space like that. So, you know, I, I wake up at, you know, five or six like everybody on earth, maybe I scroll, you know, uh, YouTube or something for a few minutes. Most of the time I'm listening to like meditation music or teaching myself, like being like, Hey, like what is the next, like, what is the, who is the up and coming speaker right now? What are they talking about? Like I'm listening to some YouTubes about becoming a better parent right now. Um, becoming a better speaker, becoming a better entrepreneur like as an entrepreneur are you thinking one step ahead or three steps ahead um being like doing shaman work i it's like if you're not really going to the woods in my book if i'm not going out to the woods and enjoying nature a few times a week then i'm a fraud okay you know what i'm saying like (laughs) being a part of nature like going camping and talking to the trees and walking through creeks with your shoes off that's the work. Right. Like living it, not teaching it and not preaching it, but like going and connecting and talking to Mother Earth and talking to plants. Yeah. And, no. no. And, and, and feeling that the same ecstasy you get from chemicals, like say, you know, ecstasy, MDMA, like finding that in nature without chemicals yeah. is like part of the job. Totally. Right. No, I, yeah, I can definitely relate to you uh, with the nature part because that's what I'm currently starting to do like over the past, like, you know, just a couple of weeks, like every Sunday, just trying to spend at least like two hours of just 
no electronic, just legitimately going out to nature, like up in the mountains, you know, sitting on a rock, having my feet in a creek, like it's very humbling, very rewarding. And yeah, I don't know. It's, 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 it's pretty new for me to do that, but it's very refreshing. And I, I don't know. I think everybody should definitely do it. So I can definitely relate to you uh, on that part. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome, man. In fact, like in some cultures, uh, like they call it shaman, like we call it shaman walk, but like to go walk a mile with no shoes on Mm. and just notice like how you feel before and after and during, like there's something special about having your feet on the earth. Right. Yeah. And I like, when I have that thought of like, ew, I don't want to get dirty. I don't want to get gross, you know, but like once you just kind of, I don't know, you got to like break that barrier. And once you kind of just do it, like putting your feet in a Creek, you know, like your bare feet, like no one wants to do that at the start. But like, if you just do it and you just like settle there for a couple of like moments, it's, it's really, uh, I don't even know the word for it, but it's, it's grounding, it's grounding to something very rich in it. Yeah. yeah. It's very right. incredible. Yeah. It is. It's almost like it slows down time. Mm. And you're present, right? Yeah. And that's that that's the work that's part of the work, man. It's it's like the work isn't always external and like going out and sharing your message. Like most of the work and, and I was talking about this with one of um I have a, a lady who's um, talking to me talking to me about potentially doing an apprenticeship with me. Mm-hmm. And what I love is we, we agree on the same philosophy and is that like to be a healer does not to mean to go heal someone right. right to be a healer means i need to learn how to heal myself first wow totally because you can't heal anybody but yourself right and if you can't and heal if I yourself can't heal myself then i sure heck can't show somebody how to do it exactly yeah that's well, the work that's the real work like behind the scenes you know like you know the bodybuilder you don't see the the 80 hours a week and the, you know the 160 stakes and the you know what i'm saying yeah and the 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 grind you don't see that you just see the results right and so like when i'm out teaching this it's all you see is the results you just see like oh well this is what here's all the information so accumulated now he's going to share it with us mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know yeah. what people don't see is like you know how many tears i cried yeah self-criticism that you just said like no one sees that so (laughs) i mean i'm like everybody childhood trauma Mm. shadow work like trying to be a dad uh failed businesses that you publicly have to apologize for and fix right debt homelessness overcoming addiction you know having my heart broken just like anybody else you know being cheated on you know, or saying or doing something during an argument that I regretted for the rest of my life. Right. Like, I have just as much to work on as anybody else. I just, the difference between me and maybe most people is that I just chose to make it my number one priority. Yeah. And then as I heal myself, I learn things and I write them down in books. And then I'm like, here, like... Lesson one, don't be an asshole. Yeah. (laughs) It's a good lesson. (laughs) I don't care what your denomination is. I don't care what religion you are. I'll love you no matter what. But as long as as your religion doesn't make you into an asshole, we're going to get along. Yeah, totally. But if if your religion 
encourages you to hate me because we're not the same. Hmm. I'm not going to hate you, but we're not going to get along. Right. Yeah. And that's it. That's like my only decisive rule. Other than that, I don't care if you're purple, blue, red, you worship a yellow dog. You know, like as long as whatever you're doing is helping you evolve into a better version of yourself, like I'm on board. I'm with you 100% because I'm doing the same thing. Yeah. You know, but I just happen to have these neat little packages and boxes I can put in things into. Like this box has got Reiki labeled on it. This one has sacred geometry. And this one says solar alchemy. And this one says crystals. And this one says astrology. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I can sort of pick and choose whatever path. And sometimes it's none of those things. And it's literally just walking in the woods with, with no shoes on. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's shadow work. And I've got to lean, I got to talk to other healers too. There's sometimes there's, you know, there might be a thorn in your back you can't reach. Right. No matter how good of a a healer you are, you're not going to have an extra long arm for that. It's like, you're going to have to ask somebody for help. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So there's a, and there's a certain level of vulnerability that comes with that. Yeah. So out of all of the things that you've studied over the years, what is your most favorite? favorite thing that you study or do you have a favorite one like you said you mentioned solar alchemy um sacred geometry astrology numerology a lot of things is there any particular one where you're just like you connected to um the most i guess deeper deeper yeah um can't i can't actually i i would say if i had to put it this way because i'm not i'm not like your average space baby like Mm. i'm a i can think very abstractly but i'm also very logical so somewhere in the middle is like i want to learn something super rad and weird Mm -hmm. but i want it to have a practical application and if it doesn't have somewhere i can put it and use it Mm -hmm. then it probably won't go into my bag right right so um I'm a, I'm, so a healing modality I created that I call Soul Root Alchemy okay. has literally saved my life. What, like what? I was literally suicidal when I created this tool, and it talked me out of it, and then it stayed with me until this day. What? So what is Solar Alchemy? Soul Root. So like to root, so to root back soul into your root. soul. Yeah. So, so in the shortest explanation, it's it's a process. It's a method you use when when you're in trouble, when things go south, when you're in the middle of an argument, or you're talking down to yourself, or somebody cuts you off in traffic, or you know you get a terrible email from somebody, or or you're in the middle of a heated argument and you're about to say or do something that you don't want to pay for later. Yeah. And it helps you recognize that energy and Mm -hmm. like. Ignore the story for a second, because we all have stories. And we're not always even clear about what the story was half the time. But you're always clear about how you feel. Right. Right? And it's like, oh, I don't feel good. This is not a good time to make a decision. Because whatever I create from this space is going to echo throughout the rest of my life, potentially. Right. Right? Cause and effect. Yeah. In fact, this is kind of funny. Right? We talked about this last time. So... E times A equals C. E times energy. A equals C. Yep. So energy times action equals creation. 
Wow. Okay. Yeah. Whatever energy that you're in, that you act upon, will manifest in your creation. And the nature of that energy will show up in the creation. Right. So you can create miracles or you can create monsters. Interesting. And they come from love or fear. Wow. Yeah. So if you can recognize that and then pause and then processed, which is what we call, which is what soul root, soul root alchemy is. You can get yourself to a space where you can process that energy properly. Right. You can actually transmute it. That's what alchemy is. You can transmute the negative situation into a, a positive. Interesting. And then you can exit from a space of love. And then you create something that you actually want. Right. Which is how, no matter how many crazy situations I've found myself in, I always seem to find a way out of it. Isn't that weird? That is weird. Yeah, it was never an accident. Huh. I've, I've literally been been transmuting energy for the last 12 years. Damn. Yeah. To get myself from a suicidal, just got off Oxycontin, you know, alcoholic version of myself, where ghetto setter just crashed, mm-hmm. to like opening crystal shops and being a being a shaman and a consultant like i brought myself to this point right using silver alchemy and it, and it, and in the beginning it's a journal because you like our brains are just so used to engaging in aggression and victimhood that in order to pull yourself out of that break that spell you literally have to write it down on paper and after a while it becomes a philosophy which right. is, you know, shift before you create, like, pause. I mean, how many people in jail wish that they had done what they did? Everybody, I'm assuming. <laughs> Thank you. Most everybody. <clears throat> Anybody who's been rightfully convicted, yes. Yeah. Yes, somebody at some point operated from a space of fear. They said, I'm not going to be able to pay rent. i got to go steal this TV. Right. You know, or... I can't believe she cheated on me. I'm going to go punch that dude in the face. Totally. Like anger is just another brand of fear. And that's... Um, sorry, that's... I mean, look at the world. Look at greed. Like, look at what greed is doing to the planet. Like, everybody at the top of all of these, like, you know, Fortune 500 companies, they, you know, we put them on these pedestals and say, oh, yeah, they're successful and they're amazing people. And I'm not going to say they're all bad, but a lot, big majority of them are like, we're never going to have enough, so we have to consume entire earth's resources so we have enough yeah right like that's not a that's not a courage-based action that's fear yeah so if you look at you look at it on a small scale fear ruins our lives and if you look at it on a large scale fears ruin everybody's life mm-hmm. and so it's not bad sick or wrong to be in a space of fear it's normal yeah, totally it's just it's just are you gonna are you gonna approach fear from an evolved or an unevolved um, frame of mind mm-hmm. that's it and that's basically so when you're feeling a negative thought the initial action is to react right and then that's what creates the negative aspect like the monster what you're saying the but mess it, the mess <laughs> yeah. it's just but, a mess you, you, you gotta clean it up that's all it's not good or bad right now you have a mess now you've got to a kid crying or a hole in your wall or you just quit your job and now you got to clean it up. Right. So now you got to waste more energy. Exactly. 
that, instead of had you just not allowed the emotion to hijack your mind and you had just taken a second to breathe and be like, this is not a good place to make a decision. Right. Hmm. Like, what would love tell me to do? Well, I'm too mad to be in a space of love. Okay, well, take two minutes out of your day and get out a piece of paper and a pen and write this down and get yourself there and then make your decision right. and see what happens. And I can't tell you how many occasions where I almost ruined my life and I avoided it and I could see it. Like, like you, did you see, uh, did you watch uh, Loki? Uh, I No. I I started to, but I didn't end up. Okay. Well, at the it's all about timelines and, okay. and how they splinter her off. So I've developed this weird ability to see my timelines. So like, if I were to make this decision to go this way or that way down the street today, mm-hmm. I can predict what would happen if I'd gone that way or this way. Right. Or I can be like, hey, if I was still in that relationship, this is where I would be with this girl. Or had I not gone to college? For graphic design, God knows where I'd be. Like, so I've I've looked at I can, I've seen how many times I've almost chosen self destruction. Not that I don't, I'm not perfect, right? But I've learned how to cut that down from every single time I have an opportunity to like one out of ten times I have an opportunity I'm going to blow it and right. out of self destruction because I'm still human and I'm still going to you know emotions are still going to hijack my brain. Yeah. So, you know, if you're familiar with like how, like in anger management, they talk about, I think it's the, is it the thalamus? What is it? The part, anyway, when we become too emotional, our brain is hijacked and we lose the higher function, Mm -hmm. lose the ability to make sound decisions. The logic dissipates. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. So that is an untrained, undisciplined um, way to approach emotions. Right. And so once you become conscious, like we keep throwing this word consciousness around, but a lot of people don't even know what it means. It just means to be awake, mm-hmm. you know, to be a conscious, unconscious is to be asleep. So you can be sleeping at the wheel while your emotions are driving your car up a cliff, <laughs> you know, or you can wake up and be like, no, this is not the way we want to go. Right. It's not going to create anything that I want for me or my family. Totally. So, so, so in the simplest form, like consciousness can literally save your life and it can build you into, take you into a space where you want to be of like love and success. Damn. Well said. <laughs> and, and, it's all, and it's all a pattern. Totally. You're stuck in uh, one of those circles. Trying well, to find you can the elevate yourself into better circles. Right. Yeah, they're not all bad. That's the craziest part. Yeah. It, we, we're we the ones who label this one good and this one bad, right? Which mm-hmm. is fine because we need to navigate it somehow. Right. But what if we shifted the language and said, well, this one's going to serve me and this one won't. Hmm. You know, this is going to work. This one's not working. Right. This Simplify is it. This is unhealthy. This is, well, get out of right and wrong because right and wrong is is more objective healthy and unhealthy is observable that makes sense you no know, yeah right you can tell if you feel healthy or not right now right you feel healthy yeah is that wrong no is it right no yes no. i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> not to your enemy it's not 
<laughs> That's where see. Do you see how funny right and wrong is? If somebody hated you, they'd be like, "Oh, he's he's healthy and he's happy." That right. Right. Yeah. Perception. Yeah. So right and wrong is a completely like terrible metric for life. Right, because it's all yeah. about perception. It's all about perception. It's all about how you're raised. It's all about like. In fact, it could be how you feel today. Right. Versus tomorrow. Hmm. Well, it was right to cheat today, but tomorrow I'm going to feel wrong about it. <laughs> and it's like, well, in either occasion, was it working or, or it's a, is that working for your relationship? Right. Do you consider that healthy? Do you consider that sustainable? Mm-hmm. Ask so better using questions. Using better met yeah. Ask better questions and use better metrics to measure our lives than right and wrong. That's some good advice. Damn. So that's part of the work. Like I have to wake up every day and, and I put myself through the same the same lessons I teach people, I put myself through constantly. Right. You know, that- and I'm I, I'm the lab rat. So like if it doesn't work for me, I'm not gonna share it with somebody. Totally. And even if it does work for me, I have to accept that maybe it won't work for them. Yeah. You know? That's what makes a good teacher. Stop doubting yourself. (laughs) Interesting. So, okay. We'll ask the opposite of that. Have you ever gotten into something that you're really excited about and been completely disappointed with the outcome? The more you learned. You're like, wow, this is amazing. This is so crazy. And then come to find out it was kind of not what you expected. I can't, that's a good question. I can't say there's any particular subject of anything that I haven't been at least somewhat fascinated in. Right. Um, my hang-up is more usually sort of centered around the people practicing it. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so there's, there's a couple things I know. So one, people get this like Messiah complex. Right. That they're like, the more they know, and the more enlightened they become, like they start to separate themselves from people. Mm-hmm. That to me is such bullshit. Like if you're truly enlightened, you're supposed to be more one with people. Exactly. You're supposed to be one, not above. Right. So anytime I, I experience somebody who considers themselves like a guru or they're like, they measure their power, they're like, oh, I'm so powerful now. Or it's like, that's an immediate turnoff to me. I'm like, the more you know, truly, the more you know you don't know. Right. You know, because you're dipping your edge. Because people who are true, like, truly going out into the unknown and dipping their toes in it, mm-hmm. they, they come back with just like, you know, astoundment. Like, they're just like, oh, yeah. We're <laughs> like, we are ants on a floating on a speck of dust in infinity right and we're lucky to be here totally you know so enlightenment should breed gratitude not arrogance i agree with that yeah so anytime that i run into arrogance in in the space of the healing space like i'm just like i'm like i could still love that person but it doesn't mean i like that person right you know totally Uh, yeah uh and then, you know, there's an interesting dichotomy. Like when you go to certain places, the people that are running things need to have some sort of order to things and, you know, structure in order for them to run. Whether you're talking, you know, some, you know, landmark training or a Buddhist temple, like there has to be a hierarchy to things. Right. 
and that's that's okay because that's actually like that's how nature works. Nature works in hierarchies. Mm-hmm. Man perverted that, but you know nature created it. Right. And so you you get this dichotomy where it's like, well, well, we're all supposed to be one, but that guy's also the boss. Right. And so and being a rebel from birth, I always run into trouble with authority. Yeah. Never fails, and like, and here I am. People come to me as the teacher, and like, I don't want to be an authority either. Yeah, because I don't, I don't have any particular, like, I don't think authority is special. Right. You know. So it's usually people I have beef with more than I do uh, uh, modalities or philosophies. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Because people can skew it too. <laughs> they can give the wrong kind of information. Um, yeah, good things can go south because some guy got a hold of it. Right. That's interesting. Yeah. Let's see. So, um, what's life to you? Life to me? Yeah. Like, what's like just the good whole question. meaning of like life to you? That's a good question because Zoe actually translates to life in Greek. Ooh. Damn. Yeah. Nailed it. Right? special. Mm. Nailed it. <laughs> <sighs> what is life to me? Um, from, a pers- from a first person perspective, uh, life is a school. Okay. You know, life, life is an opportunity to learn. Yeah. And there's so many opportunities to learn every day. Yeah. Totally. You know? And, and philosophically, if we can somehow get out of the survival mindset and into the, that learning mindset, then it makes it being here a lot more enjoyable. Oh, yeah. Especially you know? nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> There's plenty to learn. There's so, yeah. It, it's crazy I mean, patience, right now. Patience is one of them, you know, learning to be patient, learning to have courage right now is really important. Mm-hmm. Uh, learning not to believe everything you hear. Right. Uh, using wisdom, uh, trust yourself. Like I, I hear lots of stuff on the news and the internet that I don't give sanction to. I don't even let. I don't even allow it to take my space in my mind. I'm just like, I'm just, it's just like a rock bouncing off my atmosphere, and I'll be like, oh yeah, that's a piece of information, and I'll let it go. Right. And if it ever becomes relevant to me, then I'm going to ask my my soul, yeah, if this is for me or not. That's what I need you know. to do right now. Because <laughs> there's too much. There's just too much information and too much misinformation and too much bullshit out there. there I guarantee yeah. you the guys at the top that are in the information machine that are just cranking this stuff out, they don't even know what they're talking about either. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, the, guy, the guys in the White House, they, I guarantee they're all lying to each other too. Right. So, like, nobody knows the truth as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. You know? And even if, even even like you still uh, you for sure have players. You definitely have people that have power and they have influence, and they're pulling levers and pushing buttons. I'm not going to say that's not happening because that's just that's just how people are. Right. And there's a greater scope around that of people that really don't know what's going on. They're just it's just a smash and grab game of greed and, and trying to get as much power and, and money as they can. And, Unfortunately, it's creating a lot of victims out of like everyday people. So, like, what's our job? It's like our job is to like is to learn. 
Yeah. Doesn't change. Yeah. I like that answer. I like it too. That's a good one. Because, yeah, I, I, I'll tell you one thing. <laughs> going through this whole, uh, all the bullshit that's going on around right now, I have lost a lot of respect for the general public. Actually, I've lost a lot of respect for people in power. Because I don't know about you, maybe not you, Zoe, but you. Yeah. I I didn't think about any of this even five years ago. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, oh, they know what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like, and now, even, I mean, it's even worse and it's creating a lot of divide because of, yeah. you know, everything. But it's just so interesting to me the more you dive deeper into things the less confidence you have of the people in power you know and so that's where you're that's fair yeah that's where i'm at right now i'm (laughs) just be vulnerable i have let it's been getting to me um because i'm so here's, here's a here's a mantra I don't have to get sanctioned everything. Right. That's it. You know what sanction is? Yeah. Sanctuary. It's like to allow it in and give it a home. Right. It's like you can acknowledge it. You know, I'm not saying be ignorant, be blind. Totally. But but to acknowledge something and be like, that's only one side of the story. Yeah. And that piece of information that just came in, it's probably filtered down from like nine versions of what it was. Totally. So until I see it first person, then it doesn't even matter to me. Yeah. Well, I think that's where I'm at is I'm seeing it first person because yeah. I work, I, I work in a tre- at a treatment center, and now I'll just say it: they're requiring us to eat if you're not vaccinated. They're requiring you to take a test every week. Um. And then if you are vaccinated, you just have to show your vaccination card once, right? And then you're good. Well, it they're not taking into any consideration like natural immunity because I already had it, right? And I had it within three months ago. So you, you have these people that are dictating that, right? But then our nurse is on our side. You know, they she completely agrees with what we're saying. You know what I mean? When I say we, it's me and my wife and other people that are in the same boat. She's like, I don't understand why you guys need to take it once a week. You already have natural immunity, which is, you know, arguably better than the vaccine. So I, I, that's where I'm at. So it's like facing me right now. So hearing you talk about dealing with the trickle down, like exactly. this is like people pushing buttons and pushing levers and like this is in your face. Right. Okay. So essentially, I guess I just need to take the, the sole root <laughs> stand on this because it has been, I've been pretty heated about it. You know what I mean? And I keep telling myself, I'm like, I got to just let this go because it is not serving me at all. But it, I mean, it's it's hard not to let it consume you you know what i mean when it's in your face 
anyways. Yeah. And that's totally natural. That that's part of the process. Yeah. So like that. So so soul root alchemy was born from the philosophy of positive affirmations. Right. Right. The the issue that I found with all positive affirmations is that they weren't honoring how I felt. Mm-hmm. It just dealt with the the story. It's like uh, like my story was like, oh, I don't have money. So the positive affirmation is abundance is on its way to me at all times. And you can, I like that if one. you can get yourself to believe it, or if you, you're like, oh yeah, like how many times have I got like money or a paycheck or something's falling out of the sky that I haven't expected? Like I can't even count on the times. Right. Especially being an entrepreneur where I haven't had a job in 25 years. Like every check I've ever got was unexpected. <laughs> you know. <laughs> But yet I still have that same doubt. Like, oh man, is this my last one? Right. You know. So so the positive affirmation isn't just some romantic idea. You're actually just aligning with like what is. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So not what I learned in order to go deeper past that, because some some things can be fixed literally with that simple of a mantra, honestly. Like it's a simple shift. Mm-hmm. I had a shitty day. Or I had a very challenging day with a lot of lessons. I hope I get something out of this. Right. Right? Right? They're both true. Totally. One will serve you, one will not. One is healthy, one is not. So, in this case, you know, a mantra may not may not be enough. It might be like, you know what? Right now I'm feeling uh, coerced. I'm feeling uh, forced. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm angry. Right? Right. And I would say something like, and I release this from me now. I would take a breath. So I still go through the emotions. Mm-hmm. See? But then I don't just set up tent. I don't set up camp there. Right. I say, okay, am I ready to transmute this? Absolutely. I check in with myself. Then I say, well, what's the opposite of feeling coerced and forced and angry? Um, well, I would like to be respected and I would like to be honored and I would like to be able to do this peacefully. Right. Right. So now I'm going to create a space for honor and respect and peace. And I'm going to enter that space at the perfect time. So now I'm going to approach that same situation. I'm not just going to sit on my couch and hope that everything changes. I'm actually going to engage now. So I just shifted from fear to love in that moment. Do you see how that worked? Yeah. I acknowledge the fear. So you need it. You actually need fear because it's the lead and the love is the gold. And that's what alchemy is, is turning lead to gold. Interesting. So the fear is actually a material that you can use. But if you, if you hold on to lead too long, it'll poison you. So you have to transmute it eventually. Right. Right. And gold, I mean, that's a very healthy, sustainable working metal. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Exactly. Yep, and that's and that's where you get, and this is where the philosophy starts to come in. This is where knowledge and experience starts to solidify into something you can actually use. Right. Yeah, and so most of the shit I teach is from like the worst stuff that happened to me because it was real, like it really happened, and I really felt this way, and I really thought it was the end, and it was hopeless. Right. And then and then something happened. And what's really crazy about this is like everybody knows how to do this. Like name something you've healed from. Mm, healed from? Yeah. Relationships. 
okay, so something happened and it hurt. Right. Right? Okay, and then when did it stop hurting? Uh, God, I don't know. <laughs> I would say like eight months to a year. Okay. So there was like a, so there was like an event and then there was the emotion and then there was some kind of turning point. Yeah. Yep. And then did you create something new after that? Did you create a better life for yourself? Did you get a, into a new relationship or did you change how you approach relationships in a positive way after that? I think kind of like all of the above because I changed like my environment for one. And then I felt more, more at peace with myself. So I feel like I, even I had to take accountability to all my bullshit. And it's funny cause I never recognized it in the moment, but as soon as it, that whole thing was gone, I felt that pain, that sorrow. <clears throat> I was able to actually dig in deeper and see more clear, clearly. And then, yeah, something amazing came out of it. So like, I'm in the best relationship that I've ever been in my entire life. So it, it definitely is all worth it. So You just proved me right. <laughs> chug that one. Yeah. <laughs> Drink break. <laughs> you just proved me right. Yeah. Uh-huh. So let me break it down to you. <clears throat> so we're taught that there's five stages of grief, but we're not taught that there's five stages of healing. Okay. Right? So there was an event. <clears throat> you felt terrible. Your yes. turning point was accountability. Just, you know, accountability is like, you cannot be in a space of self-development without it. Totally. It will not work. You can't be in a relationship without communication. You cannot be in evolution without accountability. Okay. That's the turning point. Right? And then you created something new. Right? And you probably learned a couple lessons. Yes. Yeah. And the, and the lesson is the checkpoint. It's like, ding. So you already know how to do what I teach. It's just you've never been shown it in a crystallized form. Right. So all I did was I noticed that. Whether it was a divorce or a flat tire or, you know, failing on my business, it was was always the same. It was like, event, feel terrible in all different ways. Express that however you may. Get it out of your system as soon as possible. Hmm. Get to a turning point. Create something new from a space of love. The The alternative, and which is unfortunately where most people live, is acknowledge there's a problem, bitch about it, and start all over tomorrow. Yeah. That's where most people live, unfortunately. Like, And my heart goes out to those people because I came from a family of those people. Yeah. And so that's where they just live. There's a cycle you do not want to find yourself in. Totally. Why yeah. why do you think people get stuck in that cycle? Like what it is that like reasons. A, lots of reasons. One of them it's edifying, you know, it gives them something to feel important about. Um two clinical depression. Like sometimes you're just clinically depressed and you just your mind will not let you out of that trap. It's a total hell. Right. Um 
process, so neither did we, until we went out and found how to process on YouTube and stuff and read books. And like, we learned our parents weren't going to heal us, so we had to heal ourselves or else we were going to die. Right. So there's a series of reasons. Dharma, karma, it could be a life path. Or it could be something that a loop you didn't close. There could be unfinished business. Yeah. Yeah. Even ego, right? Ego, pride, yeah. hatred. So again, but but you know, being stuck in the emotion, being stuck in the pain is step two. Mm-hmm. So so the fatality is when people go back to step one and they go reaffirm it. So prime example, uh, AA meeting. Come in. My name is Zoe. I'm an alcoholic. Here's all the terrible shit I did. See you next week. Right. There's no resolution. That's now, I'm not saying that AA is bad because there's 12 steps, but coming back and verbally affirming that essentially that I'm failing at life and this is why and here's all the terrible things I did is just affirming a reality you don't want to be a part of anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. So, step two, allowing myself to feel. Step one, it's an event. It's just a story. Right. And the story that I'm telling about the event is different than what Bobby thought, what Joe thought, right? So, like, two, allowing myself to feel it. So, I can't change the event because it's in the past. Mm-hmm. But I can change how I feel because that's right now. And that's the only thing I have control over. So, I got to get myself, I got to get this out of me somehow. And it might be snowboarding, it might be working out, it might be crying, it might be journaling, it might be talking to my therapist, it might be all of the above. It might be medicine. Right. I might have to go to the Amazon and go puke this out, but it's got to get out. Yeah. Right? And then I get myself to a turning point and I have to have a conversation with myself and say, hey, are we really ready to get this, let this go? And you have to be, you got to be on board, mind, body, and soul. Right. Or else you're just going to go back into the loop. Mm-hmm. So when you're tired of it, you're finally just like, yeah, I'm done. It's like, well, now what are we going to create? Well, create something from a space of love because the thing creating from a space of fear is just going to put us right back where we started. This yeah. is where people try to solve their problems and they get stuck in the loop. Right. So you have to, if you want to close the loop, because like we don't even call them problems in solar alchemy. We call them portals of self-discovery. Intriguing. Okay. Yep. Portals of self-discovery. So if you want to close the portal, the only way to do it is to do it from a space of love. So what would courage tell me to do? So in your case, what would honor and what would respect tell me to do? Hmm. You know, and then that's the journey. Like how, how you're going to engage. Because how you engage from here on out is going to determine a lot of things. Like how do you treat yourself? How do people treat you? How does your job treat you? Like is this even a job you want? Right. Is this, is this going to be the thing that forces you into your purpose? If you, if you come at it from a space of fear, probably not. You it's know, crazy. But if you come at it from a space of love, <laughs> you're going to create all kinds of stuff you didn't think was possible. Right. You know, you know courage is, is a breed of love. It's a masculine, it's a, it's a very empowered, very like linear form of love, but a, f- a form of love it is. People have a misconception about the word love because they think it's like, oh, what's well, you know, a, an anniversary ring, it's a hallmark, it's chocolates, you know, all the shit that Hollywood teaches us, 
It's like, no, love is just energy and fear is just energy, right? They're mm-hmm. just frequencies. And for whatever reason, we live because we live in a universe of frequencies, this frequency creates this and this frequency creates that. Right. It's that simple. It's not, it's not right or wrong. Wow. It's just what do you want and what do you don't want. Damn. Mm-hmm. Mic drop. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> Sign up for my classes. Sign up for my classes. He knows what he's talking about, that's for sure. Damn. I, I, it's all... I've Doing all that work, Bobby, over all those years yeah. created a lot of opportunities to learn, and a lot of them were from what people would call would label as failures. Right. Yep. Well, that's... That's why I can be really sure when I talk about pain and fear and shadow. Yeah. I know it very well. And I just... I'm just lucky that I survived it and didn't turn out an asshole after all of it. Totally. That's it. My superpower is just to be able to heal from anything. That's crazy. That's it. And you've experienced a lot. <laughs> wow. That's interesting. Did we talk about your human design? You said you were a... Projector. A projector. The what? reluctant hero. The reluctant hero. What profile numbers are those? can't quite remember off yeah. the top of my head. It's interesting. It totally makes sense, though, that you're a projector. <laughs> how so? Like, how, how, what, how would you put it into words? Like, what are some of the qualities that you feel like? Well... I mean, I don't. I'm not an expert on human design. I actually just got into it not too long ago. Yeah. But I mean, the the fact that you you're just very good at giving information. You know what I mean. And the the crazy thing is, so you have a ton of energy. Usually, projectors don't have that much energy, right? They need like time to regenerate, right? Like re-energize or whatever where generators like myself have all the energy in the world we're connected to that source i can't remember what it's called at the moment but it's funny because i'm a three five profile which is the great life experimenter so my journey through life is to go through a bunch of shit right fail at it and then teach people from what I've learned, essentially. Not even necessarily fail, but research as well. But there's a lot of failure in my path as well. Create portals of self-discovery. Exactly. So it's just kind of funny listening to you. I'm just like, I God, I can't. I wonder what his human design is. But, yeah, I I mean, as far as projectors go, I don't, I don't, I'm going to be honest, I don't know much about them other than I know. I I don't know much either, but I, I know that we work good in pairs, Yes, you do. Like Jedi. <laughs> like Jedi. We good, yeah, we were good in twos. And uh, so we weren't, We classically, we wouldn't be considered uh, leadership. But because the world is shifting and we see things so differently. Right. And that's what the world needs right now. We are kind of being pushed into that space now. Yeah. Because we, you know, where it was before, generators were 
a major necessity because it was a Capricorn, you know, we were in a, what do you call it, the era of Capricorn. So we're all about building structures, and that's kind of what generators are built to do because they have unlimited energy, right? They're the ones make, you know, building the stuff. Projectors are the ones that are, you know, mentally thinking of the things, right? Well, and I'm a Capricorn. Yeah. So, so that's the only that's the only reason I have that type of energy. Correct. So yeah, Inter- interesting. <laughs> so yeah, so 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 in a way, so so to give it, so to give it like sort of you know a bird's eye view. So the reason I call it soul root alchemy is <laughs> if you think about it, you you have kids, right? right? You you watch kids operate. So kids all over the world since time has began largely display the same qualities mm-hmm. right they're courageous right they'll jump off a bridge holding a pillowcase as a parachute right <laughs> <laughs> courageous or just unaware <laughs> both you can't say adults are any smarter that's true it's not that's a tough argument that is a tough argument <laughs> right because an argument because an adult will do it on a freaking motocross bike so. yeah but um, so, so children tend to be courageous. They tend to be loving, right? They're less conditionally loving. Right. They tend to be trusting, mm-hmm. right? They tend to be open. They tend to be honest. If you're ugly, they're just going to tell you you're ugly. Right? <laughs> Absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So these are all qualities. As you live life in this society, you tend to dull those edges. And we, can, and we build these walls around these things in order to protect ourselves. Right. Based on hurtful experiences. You follow me? Yeah. So, love is not something we learn, it's something we are. From birth. Okay. And, you, and so you put, you put a, an unconditionally loving creature on a hostile planet. War, famine, natural disasters, disease, heartbreak, judgment, bullying, the list goes on. It's going to do everything it can to survive. Right. It's not bad, sick, or wrong. It's just adapting to its environment. Right? So what do we do? We build walls. And we build walls so we don't get hurt. Yeah. Right? And that's the ego. Hmm. So when we operate from that space, that's the fear. And when we operate from love, that's the soul. So to root back into the soul, to transmute the energy of the situation we're in into something beneficial, because this is an un, this is an unconditionally loving, never depleting source of energy. Right. So like when you're just hopeless and you've got nowhere else to turn or go, it's like you've forgot you have a battery this as strong as a star inside of you. But we've disconnected from that too. And then you just got these empty, soulless peoples roaming the, roaming the planet right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. It's crazy. I was one of them. When I was hooked on Oxy and drinking every day, I was one of those people. Yeah. Yep. Damn. I was a, I was a soulless creature that had no direction. Yeah. And I, I had no love for anything but myself. I was a selfish asshole. But, you know, I was lucky I got, I got woke up. Right. 
and you yeah you chose that path too like it was a a choice you could follow it right i'll give myself the credit that i chose to follow it and i do i i have the courage to do it and it's hard but that turning point that it was kind of in a way it was given to me Mm -hmm. yeah i didn't earn that part that was luck that's insane uh-huh. Yep. So, but now I can help people choose that. Right. Wow. So, not only will I be sharing this for the next, like, whatever, six months, I'm going to be teaching people how to teach it. Yeah. And do you want to shout out that program again? Just so. Solar Alchemy. So, Solar it's Alchemy. Called, you can go to my, yeah, go to lucidearth.org and you can see it right on my front page. Right. Yeah, you're creating an entire, well, you, you've created a program, right? And do you, and you're going to teach it out I'm of that shop? I'm getting ready to like, get people to teach it. Right. Because I won't be able to do it all by myself. Of course not. Well, I think that's the symbol for it. That's awesome. Oh. It's built out of sacred geometry. And so it's literally, all the five steps are in the symbol. The circle represents the portal. Mm -hmm. The top arrow represents the negative energy. And you can't see it, but there's a line in the middle, which represents the turning point. That's the threshold. And then the bottom arrow is the positive energy, the love going up. And as you can see, like, it looks like lead turning to gold. See how it's going from silver to gold. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And 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 if you look at it, two triangles meeting in the middle makes a torus. Oh, shit. The tor- yeah, the toroidal field. Yeah. Wow. Damn. There's a lot of thought yeah. going into that. That's awesome. Well, and again, that's stuff I'm given. Like, I don't sit down and think about it. Right. They just they just sit things in my lap and walk away, and they're like, chew on that, so <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> you hungry? Here you go. Yeah. Here's an encyclopedia of information. And, and no help whatsoever on how to execute this, but you're fig- you're gonna figure it out. <laughs> and you've done a damn good job. Thanks, man. Like I said, I'm 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 very interested in becoming. You're learning to teach what you're teaching us right now, you te- dude. You could teach it in like thirty days. Honestly, if you just did it every day for 30 days, like I did, that's how I got myself, that's how I created it in the first place. Right. You'd learn so much about yourself, first of all. Right? Because step one is healing the healer yourself. Yeah. It's like said, you know, if you could save anyone's soul on earth, which would it be? You know, why not your own? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Totally. Yeah. So you start with you process yourself every day for 30 days and then once a week you know or and then like that's 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 the lesson but over time you'll do it whenever anything you'll get into the habit of like anytime anything bothers you Mm -hmm. you'll be you'll start shifting the way that your brain routes things you know right You'll, you'll literally start rewiring your neural pathways to handle portals of self-discovery in ways you didn't before. Totally. So it, 
at first it's just, you know, repetition, repetition. But after a while you're like, oh, I'm starting to see patterns. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing patterns in people, myself, my environment, my society, my kids. And you start to be able to problem solve in like multiple dimensions at once and be able to navigate. And eventually you're not writing it down at all because it just becomes the way of life. Um, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna. It's like a precious tool. I like it. It really is. Pretty cool. Well, oh, shit. Yeah. Well, I do got to get out of here. Yeah, he's got, he's okay. got to get going. Um, it's been a good fun out, good fuck two hours. Right. <laughs> do you want to leave us with any kind of closing statements or? Nope. Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> How dare you, sir? Um, let's see. He said, nope. Out of the last, (laughs) I've heard a lot of really cool stuff lately. Um, Something that just sort of has served me just in the last 24 hours that I've been repeating to myself Mm -hmm. is if you always focus on what you don't have, you'll never have enough. But if you focus on what you do have, your cup will always be full. I like it. That's a good one. Mic drop that. Write it down. Be with that. Be, Be with, with that. that. Be with that. <laughs> yeah. Look at what you have right now. Yeah, I completely agree with that. It's that's instant gratitude. Yeah, that's something that I've been kind of pushing for the last couple of months, especially after getting COVID and getting sick and everything. It's kind of changed my life a lot and made me think that way. You know what I mean? More. I'm not saying that things don't get to me like I was expressing earlier, but (laughs) I'm more focused on that. And it's actually manifested into me getting a new job and with a lot more freedom and stuff like that. So I am, as much as I'm irritated, and I know it's not their fault, it's it's definitely a positive thing as well. So it's an opportunity to learn, man. Exactly. So it all is. Well, right on, man. Thanks you for coming on for part two. Yeah, thank you, Zoe. Sure. Thank you for your time. Sure. Yeah, it's like always, the it's always. like the Matrix trilogy. The first one was like all about the story of Zoe. This one is all about like knowledge. We're gonna have to do a part three. Do part three. We'll talk about the last ten years, and then just my twenty twenty one has been crazier than like my last ten years put together. We need I've to... literally been on the road for eight months. I know. I'm so interested. We should do that on the next podcast. Okay, we'll see that. We'll talk about your 2021 year. But anyways, um, thanks again for coming out and sharing your time and your information with us. We really appreciate it. Um, If you like this podcast, please like, share, subscribe. Comment. Comment. Tell your mother. Tell your father. Tell your brother. Tell your sister. Tell your Zoe Batron. Meow, meow. <laughs> tell, tell everybody. <laughs> Peace out. I want to put this on my mixed meta, meta, metaphysics podcast. Too. Oh, yes. I'll shout out to you guys. Shout it out. Or shout out your podcast really quick because Anch- I think that's oh. important. Anchor.fm forward slash mixed meta. Mixed meta, and you talk about all this kind of stuff, right? I'm literally like driving around just talking. 
Hell yeah. So, nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't know anybody was listening, so I like stopped after 15 episodes, and then I found out all people were listening. So now i got to start publishing again. So nice. yeah. we're going to start talking. I'm going to be podcasting from here like every week now because i got all kinds of stuff to talk about. Crystals, bottles, classes, medicine work, retreats. Hell yeah. Um, Hell yeah. Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur is my new, like, holy shit program. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah, dude. I'm going to listen. I mean, if you guys notice, I mean, from the last episode he was on and this one, he's a super interesting dude. Lots of information. So go ahead, give that a listen. Um, And yeah, peace out. Later, Girl Scouts. Peace.